listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast, and it is an absolutely spectacular day out there, it is true. Um, And, uh, you know, we are in Powell River, and this is situated on the traditional lands of the Clahomon Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome to our listeners, and hello, Jill. Jill, are you there? Oh, she's there, but I can't hear her. There, there, there you go. There you go. I'm always, well, I don't always, I remembered last week. I did. I did remember last week, but not this week. Yeah, anyway, we have her. Yay. (laughs) Okay, so on this week's show, which is episode 77, we're going to continue on with how to read your own chart. And I was thinking about this and realizing that, um, you know, uh, both of us had that moment where we um, actually had a chart for ourselves. And we looked at it and we went, and what did we do? So we're going, because In walking into your own chart, there are, I don't know, what did I put here? um, There are, um, uh, what's the word for it? Disclaimers. Yes, there we go. So the first one we're going to do is, um, because for both of us now, of course, we look at our chart um, in not even close to the way we used to look at it. So we're trying to kind of ratchet back so that we can remember, you know, what it was like that first time we saw it. And uh, I know in my own for, um, case, the astrologer that drafted up the chart uh, spent, a, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes looking at it, didn't say a flippin' word, not one word, until he handed me the chart and said, I think you should learn how to read this. And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I, wa- I wanted somebody to say something. And he did not say anything, which was very frustrating at the time. And I thought, well, does this mean I'm going to die? You know, like, so there is this trepidation, uh, at least it was for me. Your case, though, I mean, you had been surrounded a bit by astrology. So maybe not so much the trepidation. Um, yeah, I, my first exposure was taking a, a night school course. Oh, okay. With, okay. With this woman who, like, she looked like your stereotypical astrologer. She wore the caftan and, and you know. <laughs> well, it was, hey, we got to go back. This was the 70s. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hippies were early, a thing. In, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And hippies were a thing in our day, right? Yes. We all We all dragged the bell-bottom pants through the dirt, much to our horrors of our yeah. parents. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, but, you know, I mean, all she did was kind of give out sheets of papers, you know, that said Mars in this, you know, Mars in Aries is this and this, you know, so yeah. all these lists, yes. which didn't help much at all, because you just got a bunch of lists. What do you do with that, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, this means that, and that means something else, and they're contradicting each other, so what do I do with that? Yeah. I did go to an astrologer. I can't even remember what he said. Oh, huh, okay, okay. I think he did, um, I think my chart, the time that I'd been given. Right, yes. Ascendant, and he's like, I don't think you're a Scorpio Ascendant. This no, is no. So that was interesting. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I did have to rectify my chart and yeah. 
Um, and because I'm right at the end of Libra and I'm born around midnight, it basically is like I'm born pretty much right at midnight. Yes. Otherwise yep. I'm a Scorpio rising and I, that doesn't fit for me. So, yeah. so that yep. was good. But yeah, I mean, the first, I can't remember how I felt with the first look I had at the chart, yeah. except I, you know, I probably by then actually had a sense of what the shape, what the symbols looked like. Right. Yeah. Although, yeah. you know, looking at it was kind of daunting because everything's all over the place. In yes. <laughs> yes, and it that, is. It you know, is. I think for people just learning and or who have never been exposed, you know, you don't have to know anything about astrology to look at a chart and see that there's shapes in it. Yes. Good point. Right? Yes, exactly. And I think yeah. that's, you know, if that's something, right? Yeah. Because it's where you start. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm scattering all over the place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. mine is, is, oh, my God, half of it's empty. Does this mean yeah. that part of my life doesn't exist? Ah! Yeah, exactly. Or, <laughs> or everything's concentrated in a little corner. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, and it turns out to be a bad corner. And like, which no. Would, which would be the case right now because planets are in a very tight. Yes. If you were being born right now. Exactly. Bunch right now. So, yeah. so yeah, it yeah. can be any kind of shape. And it, it, you know, it's none of it's good or bad. And that's the other thing for people to always remember. It is, is what it is. No planet, no sign, no aspect pattern is good or bad. It is what it is. And it has positive and negative potential. <laughs> yes. And it's what we yeah. do with that, right? Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's the key to it is, and why, why it's helpful to learn it, I think is that it does help you understand what the what the pitfalls might be yes yeah and, and you that it you're not personally responsible you know it it's like there was a phase when we were like in our early 20s out there with the um the hippie and the new age thing where all of a sudden you were foisted into which is interesting we we sort of warped some of the eastern ideas with our christian upbringing so all of a sudden you were guilty of having whatever it was you had like you must have done something wrong or your karma or you're this or you're that and um, it's been interesting, you know, because that's like mm, a couple of years ago now. <laughs> We've, our generation has been untangling that, yeah. right? You yeah. know, and yeah, um, I, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, the difference between, you know, the Eastern approaches to it, like uh, the, uh, the uh, Vedic mm -hmm. astrology, it, it, like the Hellenistic, it's a little more, like it's all fated or there's yeah but again we've put we when we when we put fated together with christianity we tied it with guilt and it's oh, like yeah. you're it's not your fault that you weren't born in bangladesh yeah well but or or that you know at um you know when you were born, you accidentally wiggled out of a crib and nearly strangled yourself. That's yeah. that, you know, sure, it might be karma, but karma isn't about guilt, no, which we no, paired those together. We paired those yeah, together. Yeah, no, the religious yeah. overtones have, have definitely yeah. added. To <laughs> it helps to control people. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah, and the other piece of that from the Western perspective is there's 
there's a, a tendency to believe that you just have free will. And yes, yeah. Mm, there's absolutely yeah. nothing about destiny or fate. It's all your yeah. choice. Yeah. And that I don't think is completely true either. I think yeah, we exactly. Have, exactly. None of us have control over what happens. What we can control, and this is where the awareness can be helpful from yeah. learning about your chart, is how we respond to it. Exactly. Instead of exactly. reacting to it. <laughs> to the best of our ability. Again, no guilt involved. <laughs> the reaction is, you know, you've got a button, somebody pushed it, and yeah. it's their fault they pushed it, right? <laughs> Whereas it's my response, my reaction. That, yeah, response. that caused the, the turmoil. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But okay. there there are also people who will take advantage of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, people. we we were we had a little sidebar this morning cuz I had a moment with my my husband. You know, these long getting to know you, getting to know all about you and anyway, relationships are entertaining, which my chart has a lot of that point. Anyway, okay, so that's part of our disclaimer that when you first walk into your chart, um, the process that we're going to walk you through over the next who knows how many sessions is gives you a clue as to how to walk in and start to hear and reveal the, um, the patterns and the backstory that may support you in unfolding and being the best person you can be, which I think we can be both agreed is kind of what we want to do. Well, and I think, too, that, you know, speaking of relationships, the mm-hmm. most important relationship any of us has mm. is with ourselves. Exactly. And that's exactly. where yeah. getting in, climbing into your chart can be really helpful because yes. yeah. getting acquainted with all the bits and pieces that are me. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Know, we do have multiple personalities. In oh, a sense. wow. Yeah. In a sense. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because we have these different energies and they... They aren't always help push pel- pulling in the same direction. No, you know? no. <laughs> that, you know, there's often a pull in, in totally yeah. opposite directions. And yeah. Like, what do I do with that? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go with this one or this one because they're not working together. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it can be really helpful to get that, that, that there is intertension because there's yeah. intertension. Yeah, these and and it's it's like having blue eyes or brown eyes. Not your fault. Just is. No, yeah. no. I have I have energies that are pulling and dif- that want different things. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. It's just recognizing how how I might get those to work together a little better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now the second part of our disclaimer um, is that you're going to you, the listener, you, the one, the person who's got their own chart and is you know walking in, got all these folks out on the stage and going, okay, what's this going to tell me about myself? Um, is we're going to present it with two with two different styles. Okay. So Jill, who has maintained her modern perspective and. Uh, and myself, which I'm uh, developing uh, a Hellenistic perspective. And so we're each going to take a few minutes now to describe um, what what we think is the best that can come out of looking at a chart through our different lenses. So Jill, if you would like to give us just a short, you know, what's the bonus of looking at a chart from a modern perspective? Well, 
you know, I can only give my perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's something that, you know, the listeners can recognize, too, is that if they get into this, they'll develop their own perspective, their yes. own, you know, way of looking at everything. Because we all have our, that's what the chart represents, is the lens through which we perceive everything, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and perhaps because my chart is so scattered, I see I see that as, you know, so important to get a, a feel for the whole thing, ah, right? Yeah. And modern, is, modern is definitely geared that way. That it is a whole circle, and that's me. Yes. Everything in that is me, even if it's in the seventh house of relationships, it's still me. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's how I, how I see a partner, not how they necessarily are or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, it's, it's um, you know, we're talking about identity, but I don't see it as those distinct three right. pieces. Yeah. Pieces. Yeah. You set out in your thing, uh, which is fine. Um, but all the pieces are part of my identity. Yes. I'll probably, you know, and, and some will come more to the fore than others. Yeah, depending on, because we're going to go through a series of topics at which will reveal how the, the two different styles would address those yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that I have, you know, a uh, you know, fixed a T square with you know fixed planets like things to stay the same. <laughs> yeah, I don't have, and even though my planets are scattered all over the place, I really don't have any planets in mutable size. Yes, yeah, so yeah, my, yeah. You're... My adaptability <laughs> is not fantastic. You know, it's, I mean, it's but it is what it is. Right? Yeah, exactly. I do yeah, I do adapt. I do have a note. I have my nodes in in mutable signs. <laughs> I'm learning about adapting. <laughs> Again, what yeah. we don't have, we are learning. Yeah. Know, and that's, yeah. Know. Yeah. And with relationships, you often pull in somebody who fills in the blanks. For yes. You. Yeah, that is. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's 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 all there and you attract what you need, right? Uh-huh. Exactly. Whether, whether it works out or not. <laughs> <laughs> Needed in that moment, anyway. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. So in... The way that I'm going to approach a chart um, from this ancient Hellenistic perspective. Okay, they saw, you know, the moment of your arriving. Okay, so the moment in literal terms, in terms of the time that you arrive. So the ascendant for them was really the only part that was personal, personal to to the native, and all the rest of the chart. Um, except for the moon, because the moon brings the person into the world, like it puts it into physical form. So they saw that as the body. Uh, Mm -hmm. But everything else would be events and situations and people and, um, yeah. And so when they went to an astrologer 2,000 years ago, they wanted to know, how stoic was I going to have to be in this life? (laughs) Which, in other words, is basically saying, okay, you know, am I going to have my share of difficulties? Is it going to be more? Is it going to be less? Um, You know, so it's interesting because they were more concerned about the literal events. Um, And so over time, Um, It's almost like humanity has decided that, okay, yes, they're going to be literal events, but let's look closer. So 
I'm just real. I'm just thinking of this now. Um, you know, from a modern perspective, you know, once you get to a certain level of maturity, realize, right, shit is going to happen. And how best am I going to cope with that? Right? Yeah. But yeah. the but the original Hellenistic point of view was looking at so who and what is going to cause problems and and a lot more about the timing of when so for instance uh, certain planets really don't become activated um, until certain periods in a person's life whereas in a modern chart um, they are looked upon as if they're operating all the time and yes there are timings where they you know really come to the fore but um, yeah, the Hellenistics, they would have pieces of the chart that were basically quiet until a certain point. So um, yeah, so there's going to be these two different styles. You don't have to stick to one or the other. You can if you want, that's fine too. Um, you can do a blend. That's up to the listener. Yeah. Yeah, I think with the Western too, it's, we're talking about cycles. You know? Yeah. Yes, yes. You've got cycles from the moon cycle, which is every 20 and a half days or whatever, all the way out to Pluto, which is 248 years. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Cycles within cycles within cycles. So we do have periods, you know, um, cycles that we see as more prominent, like the Saturn return. Yes, yes. Saturn does have to do with maturity. And so... Most people, and I think there's actually some tribe somewhere that I was hearing about that doesn't see somebody as an adult till they're in their late twenties. Well, I'd have so, to. I might be a so, member of that tr- tribe. So that would be that. Yeah. So that would be the first Saturn return. Yes, kind exactly. Of yeah. Into that energy, that yeah. that's when you become a full adult. You yeah. Know? And I, yeah. You know, we we put a lot on on young people yeah. because they. Don't have that maturity yet because they're yeah. not there. Some do, some do, but lots, yeah. I And to me, one of the the best ones to be in, in, entertained by when you get older is watching them around, you know, the last quarter square where they, you know, they're being kind of in various ways yanked out of their peer group um, point of view and looking around and discovering that, you know, there's six billion jerks on the planet and sorry <laughs> but you're gonna have to figure out how to fit in yeah. <laughs> you know and that well, that yeah. last quarter square that those moments where they kind of are you know where you know for in whatever story that happens right but I'm well it's it's the, the progression moving towards that yeah state of but you're not there yet yeah and also the opposition you know oh yeah have, yeah Saturn's well that's the forming of that whole peer group thing right you know where you're having to go okay I how do I how do I meet other and we start with our peer group with our you know yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and and I found that a lot of important events often happen for Mm -hmm. kids at you know 14 15 where because you have that that opposition that Saturn and it you know, it's sort of part yeah. of that journey. And, oh my goodness, terrible things can happen or traumatic. <laughs> or, happen. or you can you can purposely um, spend a lot of energy driving your school bus driver insane. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. Yeah, yeah. Like with, who? Who's the boss of me? And 
and you're not the boss of me because I'm 14 well, and I'm not yeah. going to listen anymore. And <laughs> well, and there's that struggling with uh, speaking of identity. Yes. Yeah. They're yeah. But it's but not formed into those words at that time. No. 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 no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Even the yeah. first first square at, at age seven or so. I mean, we do talk, of, you know, in one of the psychologies, they talk about that, you know, basically that first seven years being yeah. formative. Years. And Saturn's all about form. You know, yes. We're not fully formed till we're kind of seven I know. Years. We're a very slowly developing yeah. species. Yeah. 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 So, it, you know, yeah. I th that's just one of the cycles, but it's one of the more prominent ones that yeah. we do to, uh, to see. Um, yes. It's it more obvious than yeah. some of the Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay, well, that was a huge digression, but we, let's, let, right. let's get back on track here. Okay, so oh. what... <laughs> what we are going to attempt to do is um, in <clears throat> we're going to go through a series of questions. And for those who are watching this on the tube of you, YouTube. Um, okay, so the book that I am following is this one. It's by Carol Taylor, I believe. Yeah, Carol Taylor. And um, she goes through a series of, you know, getting to know yourself and where in the chart to look. So we are starting off with identity, then we're going to switch to things like how do we do change, uncertainty, troubled times, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And <clears throat> so we're each each of us is going to give our take on where you looking at your own chart might first look. Um, and again, with, you know, I think on my um, uh, gizmo that I put up on my website, the biggest disclaimer is the parts cannot paint the complete picture, okay? To grasp the whole chart picture is a journey that is always unfolding. I mean, I can look at my chart even now, like some 40 years later, <laughs> and I can still discover things about myself um, and build on the nuances that over time, um, yeah, have developed. So it's, it is a mystery. This is one tool for looking at the mystery of who we are. Yeah. And we're going to start with the biggest mystery. Who am I? <laughs> Which is... <laughs> A billion dollar question. It is. It is. And um, so in doing this, uh, we've both volunteered to put up our own charts. Um, because this is you looking at your chart. And um, and so I am actually going to, for the folks that are going to be uh, watching this on YouTube, um, but I will describe it for the folks that are out there. And uh, first of all, I just have to get everything happening here so that there. All righty. Okay, so share screen. So identity, what do we mean by identity? And in the case of the way Carol Taylor presented it, um, she's thinking that, uh, um, you know, and for most people who are new to astrology, they've always sort of tried to identify with their sun sign, which, yeah, doesn't always work very well. Um, and that's not a simple question to answer. But walking in the way we're going to do in both the modern and the Hellenistic perspective, it will kind of begin to help people to understand that unless you're born on a new moon, 
at sunrise, you may not feel, you know, like you can just pick up a book on, you know, every Leo is like X, Y, and Z and go, yeah, that's me. And I think the reason that the sun is is the go-to is that it has a regular, speaking of cycles, yes. it's got an annual cycle. Yeah. So you know where it was. You yeah, know, everybody before. does. Yeah, and exactly. And coming back there every year at the same time, happy birthday, right? So, yeah. So it's the one we easily identify, the, the yeah. ascendant, you've got to know your time of birth. The exactly. And the, and the moon can move upwards of 13 degrees in a day. So it yeah. can change signs. It's, yeah. And if it's, it's near the cusp, you got to know your time so that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the sun is easy, right? Yeah. So I and in the West, we like easy. So, yeah. Because in the East, the moon is much more prominent. In yes, it is. And then in Hellenistic world, the top contender for identity or for literally the person was the ascendant and the ascendant ruler. So those are the, the pieces that we're going to talk about, uh, given even within our own charts. Okay, so just so people have on the radio, um, I was born on November the 11th, 1953 in Calgary, Alberta, and I have an Aries rising. I have, so from my perspective, from the Hellenistic perspective, um, Aries is me, um, and where its ruler, which in the ancient times was Mars, uh, Mars is in Libra, it is in the seventh whole sign house, and my son is in Scorpio in the eighth. So we're just going to today, I'm just going to talk a little bit about my experience uh, of if I'm going to say that my identity is predominantly made up of those characteristics, which in the Hellenistic point of view, that's what they did. So um, I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to take the time to do that whole drawing thing or not. I might not. <laughs> I might just annotate on my actual chart. So my chart is up on the website, cardinalastrology.ca, if you want to have a look at it. So of course, I would have grown up imagining that I was Scorpio. And Scorpio has kind of an entertaining storyline um, that uh, pop astrology kind of talks about. And, you know, there were parts of it that, you know, being intense and charismatic and, you know, sort of the Rasputin-y type thing, you know, and, and um, I could relate to that when I was young. Um, but there were parts of it that I couldn't. And I'm like, wow, I don't have that piece at all. Um, and so, you know, it, I kind of dismissed astrology. I mean, I didn't come to astrology because I was fascinated with it. No, I, as I described earlier in today, um, it was kind of by accident that, you know, somebody handed me my chart and said, <laughs> I think you'd better look at this, you know, which didn't sound ominous at all. Yeah, it did. Um, okay, so... When I first looked at the Aries thing, I'm like, oh, and and I started to read the characteristics for Aries, which is, I have shortened that now down to the idea of immediate direct response. And I went, okay, yeah, I can, I can identify with that. Mm -hmm. um, being willing and wanting to be in the moment and responding to what's happening around me 
um, and needing to be physically active. That just, I totally relate to the cows leaping in the spring. (laughs) And I do. You know, so for me, the idea of the ascendant describing my experience of myself does make sense. Now, the next piece that the Hellenistics have me doing is, of course, looking for where's the ruler. And back in the day when I first was looking at charts, of course, I was doing it from the modern perspective, I had to somehow own that Mars, which um, over time has has begun to make more sense. But there is a piece in the Hellenistic, which when I discovered that, I went, oh, that just makes so much more sense to me. And so the different ways of approaching a chart is something that a person can um, work with because it works for you. And I think we sort of alluded to that when we were talking earlier, you know, like you're, you're gonna walk into this, onto this stage, and the players are all going to start talking. And the way that they talk, some is going to make sense, some isn't. And so, yeah. Okay, so for me, the Mars in Libra um, was speaking to the idea that through partners, I was going to discover my assertiveness. And I was like, huh? <laughs> now, over time, what I have come to understand is that from a Hellenistic perspective, that Mars pushes me, okay? So the people that I have in face-to-face relationships, they are pushing me to be assertive. And that has not worked out very well for most of my life. I've spent a lot of time discovering um, how to be assertive in a healthy non-destructive, Aryan, beat the piss out of people with words and emotions way, <laughs> you know, so it's... Well, the fact that it's in Libra is, yes. yeah. is, adds to that challenge because exactly. Libra is fairness and justice and being nice. Yes, and- <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, when you, when you discover... Um, your rising sign and then you go okay so then look into the characteristics that go with that sign and see you know how well that fits with your experience of yourself then look to where that ruling planet is and what sign it's in okay so for Mars it's going to indicate how well you know this is with Aries so and with Scorpio to a certain degree although colored in a slightly different way Um, and so you're beginning to put some pieces together and in the Hellenistic terms it's kind of going to come back to these pieces these first initial pieces the ascendant the ruler of the ascendant and then unless you're Leo rising the sun may or may not play a prominent part in your experience of yourself so of course with myself my ruling planet though also rules where the sun is And so that little twist brings the sun into my sense of identity. So I could relate to some of the intensity that modern astrology was saying about sun in Scorpio. 
But there were pieces of the whole Scorpio signature that I went, well, that doesn't work for me at all. It's completely doesn't happen. So, you know, the, it left questions. Now, in the Hellenistic model, the other piece, which is supposed to be more your physicality, is the moon. And I have moon in Capricorn. Um, it's up in the 10th house. That Mars was also on the angle in the 7th. So that kind of prominence, my moon is very prominent. And there will be times when that's what people see is my moon. They'll see my moon first. They won't even see the Aries, although all they have to do is ask me to be in charge, and then they'll see the Aries. Because <laughs> I can do that. Or push one of your buttons. <laughs> or push one of my buttons, exactly. So um, the moon in Capricorn physically um, hasn't really, I mean, the whole bone thing hasn't been an issue until now that I'm old, and now it's starting to become a bit of a, but it's more about how the bones are attached so yeah but the countenance is one of the ways they described what the moon says and so in terms of that i can actually really get on board because i do like to be responsible and that's one of the gifts of moon and capricorn okay oh, and yeah aries likes to lead so oh having, yeah yeah having that combination can be kind of Yes. Help. Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, mistakenly, someone asked me a bazillion years ago if I w wanted to be the political candidate. And I, <laughs> I, you know, for a second, because I can, I can do public speaking. That's just not a big thing to me anymore. Um, but uh, your son conjunct Mercury. Yeah. And, but in Hellenistic, that's actually, you know, that's not really a good thing. But anyway, yes, it, um, but the trouble was, when the person asked me, is I thought for like three seconds, and then I went and I looked at the guy and I said, but I have one of those pasts <laughs> that would not work at all. And he was, oh. <laughs> yeah, you have to be these squeaky clean people. Okay, so that is how Hellenistics will approach it. And now let's move on. Yeah, I'm the other thing, one of the things I was going to say was you're talking about the, the actors on the stage. Mm -hmm. back, back decades ago at the astrology conference, I remember. Um, oh, yes, the, yes. They, there, was a, there was one group, one seminar, whatever you want yeah, to call presenter, it. Yeah, presenter, yeah. Where they actually did this. Did astro drama. They yes, yeah. And they, they basically got people in the group to take the role of the different planets. Yes, and yeah. That could be a useful tool just looking at your own chart as you get familiar with what the planet means. Yes, exactly. And what sign means. I mean, you look at this Mars in Libra. How is Mars going to act when it's wearing Libra? Clothes? I know, I know. And I know exactly what that feels like. And right. trust me, it sucks. What do you mean so I can't rip their face off and spit in the hole and I actually have to be but nice it's about kind of getting in that role and seeing how that fits into the rest of with yeah. all the other all the other population in the chart yeah yeah, you know? yeah. I, yours doesn't have any aspects so he's kind of on his own too yeah he is he is yep yeah. yep but, but we're, we're digressing here. We're going too far in for these newbies, honey. Anyway, that, that's a tool you can use in looking yes. at your own chart. 
as you get familiar with the meanings of these things. Yes, exactly. Okay, so here is Jill. So Jill was born uh, February 2nd, 1952. And her chart, uh, mine was, everything was on one side. I didn't really mention much about that. But trust me, if you have a chart that sort of um, doesn't look like Jill's, you you wonder about all those empty houses and you think, oh, no, D, does that mean that part of my life doesn't, you know. So like for me, for instance, my second house was empty and I thought, oh, does that mean I'm never going to have any money? <laughs> anyway. Oh, my second house is empty. I too. see that too. Every <laughs> chart will have empty house yeah yeah so not to panic not to panic those who find enough planets to go around oh yeah yeah (laughs) don't worry about it yeah because every 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 house cusp is in a sign and that sign has rulers that's right that's right yeah so in my chart you know if we're going with the and and yeah sun moon and ascendant are generally regarded as the three main components of what we look like look at first um as i said before i think the first thing you can look at is is there a pattern i see here yes yeah like without knowing anything what what feeling does this bring up you know if i look at mine it's like wow everything's (laughs) all over the place (laughs) what a mess (laughs) um but again, you know, that also can give a lot of different facets and interests and all of that. So, it's so it, in your own yeah. internal experience, did, did that yeah. make sense? So it's, not, it's not good or bad, you know, it's like, yeah, there's going to be pulls in a lot of different directions, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing and you don't have to feel fragmented. So have you or did you? Okay. But you can do. Yeah, I think I think earlier in my life it certainly felt mm. <laughs> you know, so it's you know, it's all but everybody has that who the heck am I kind of stuff going on. So Yes. Not yeah. unusual. So um yeah, so I've got the uh the ascendant of course is is Libra and my Venus is down in the third house, right beside Chiron. And in Western astrology, you know, an an aspect that's that close, these guys are stuck together. And so Venus isn't by herself. She's with Chiron. And and so, you know, I've I've eventually gone into the healing arts. And that's Ah, not so. Yeah. Yeah. There's an attraction to this this whole thing about the wounding and healing, partly just because I got my own wounds and I want to figure out how to heal them. Right. And yeah. It's always the hardest thing to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> and she is in a, a nice harmonious relationship to my moon, which is in her sign in the seventh house. It's in Taurus in the seventh house. So, so the moon, the moon in modern astrology is. Well, it does have to do with the physical body for sure. Okay. And. Um, and it's also our emotional nature. Yeah. Uh, it's the subconscious mind. So, you know, we have our conscious personality and we have our more unconscious aspects of self. Right. Yeah. And and because the moon has its very short cycle, in the first year of your life, it's gone through the circle 13 times. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, 
that builds in these habit patterns, which is another thing that the moon represents. Right. Yeah. So with moon in Taurus, the habit patterns go deep and get really stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, because, yes, I'm comfortable with habit patterns. I Taurus likes to be comfortable. I have a definite comfort zone. (laughs) And that, you know, is represented by that moon. And, and and both her so just a sidebar for those listening, um, both her ascendant Libra and her Taurus Moon are ruled by that Venus. And in yes. terms of um, how we see her in the world, um, Venus usually confers a certain degree of beautifulness and aesthetic pleasantness and sociability. And I would have to say, as her friend, that that is true. Yeah, yeah, no, there's definitely that piece. It also rules the throat. Venus rules the throat. Oh, and she can as, sing. As does folks. Taurus. Yeah. And so, you know, singing is something I definitely enjoy. I've done. She's really good at it, too. I've done, you know, <laughs> dabbled. Again, because there's so much uh, spread outness. Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've dabbled in various things. I sort of have waves of interests that come and go. You know, I've okay. I, I'll get into drawing. I used to draw portrait work yes. and that kind of thing, very hyper realist, and then got into doing mandalas at one point. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and then there's the singing, and I wrote a few songs at one point. And, you know, just it, it's kind of like you go with it. <laughs> It just takes me where I go, you know. Um, but yeah, there's a definitely um, the the Libra ascendant. You know, if there's a picture on the wall and it's crooked, I got to straighten it because yes, you know, that <laughs> sense of balance and and I have a very good sense of you know the aesthetics of things and how things yeah. fit together. That's a very Libra thing. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. And Libra is in Capricorn. So the hyper realism comes naturally with Yes. Yeah. With that you know, the Venus in Capricorn. Yeah. You know, most of what I've done artistically in terms of phys- the visual arts has been very detailed because, you know, Capricorn mm-hmm. likes to and it has to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of that Chiron thing. That's not a helpful thing. (laughs) So there's that, you know, and then um, and of course the sun, which is the other piece of this triad of Mm -hmm. what we call triad of personality, um, is in the fourth house in Aquarius, and um, yeah, so it's the you know being in the fourth house, the the whole family foundation and your early conditioning and all of that plays a huge part (laughs) and the sun sun is not in a a very comfortable relationship to the moon they are squaring each other so yeah again talking about the the poles in different directions the here was the a major one yeah not opposed but you know just at odds with each other so the the core of who i am in my aquarian self Moon is much more conservative, and, <laughs> and so, is, so is Capricorn. Yeah, know, right. So there's these two different sides to me that you know I don't fit in in my family. <laughs> I am the, I'm the I'm the odd one out. That's the Aquarian part. But yeah. you know, I 
I did my darndest to fit in as an in, as a child. Well, yeah, with that moon in Taurus, yeah, to feel comfortable and safe. Yeah. And, you know, getting the approval, very, yeah. very important. So that, you know, certainly wreaks havoc with the Aquarianness that wants to say, what do I care what other people think? Because parts of me do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, and having Libra rising, it's all about finding a balance. Yeah. You know, when you, Libra is not, it's a sign of balance, but for me, I always see it like a teeter-totter, you know? Oh, yeah, if, yeah. If you stand in the middle of the teeter-totter, you can kind of get it balanced, but you got to keep working at it because it's not going to stay balanced. No, so no, no. You're seeking balance constantly and trying yes. to... Yes. And with a chart like this, that's, you know, going to challenge. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to balance out here. There's yeah, grand square and grand cross. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she goes, take that know, screen, take that and, screen down. <laughs> and of course, that, that creates an inner tension because yeah. there are pieces pulling in different directions. Exactly, exactly. Part yeah. Of who I am, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's making peace with that, and Venus is all about peace. You know? <laughs> love peace is- and comfort and enjoyment peace. and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to take us um, to something that happened for me this morning, quite by accident, um, in getting ready for the show today. Um and what I discovered was, and I, and so I recommend for people who are, um, you know, looking at their own chart and possibly wanting to, because of course, once you've dived into your own chart and, you know, you're going to start looking at other people's charts, I'm sure. Because <laughs> once you go down the rabbit hole of astrology, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, I got, yeah, everybody you run into is like, oh, when were you born? <laughs> And you try to be really, you know, like not too obvious about it. But anyway, um, so I was listening to a a podcast. Actually, it was visual because it was on YouTube and it uh, one of the local CBC productions called Q, Tom Powers. And he was interviewing William Shatner, who, again, if you're in our age group, we all know what I'm sure lots of people vaguely have heard of Star Trek and and probably have never watched it. But um, what it... The original Star Trek. The original Star Trek, yes, yes. <laughs> now we are very much dating ourselves. Anyway, um, but what I realized, because he started saying things, and I'm like, of course, being an astrologer, my first thing is, okay, I need to see this chart. And so to further your, you know, so you've got all the folks on the stage and you want to hear them talk... I would recommend, um, you know, finding on YouTube, because I'm sure you'll find lots, documentaries and or specifically interview of people and have their charts up while you listen. Because I pulled up William Chetner's chart. I backed up the video so that I could do it from the start. And people will literally talk their charts, especially in that context where they're being asked about their life and you know, what they think about life and how they view life and, you know, blah, 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 and what they're doing, you know, and what they have done. And, um, and you know, there was a couple of things that struck me about his chart. Uh, 
Uh, one of them was the Taurus moon. And I'm listening to this guy describe his Taurus moon. And, and of course, your Taurus moon popped into my head because some of the phrasing was the same, right? You know, yeah. so you get more than one Taurus moon person talking and you will start to hear the the backdrop of the archetype. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, starting to speak. And so, you know, in furthering your own development of this language, because literally that's what astrology is. When we see a chart, it's, you know, it's like the cave drawings. It's a language and we are learning how to uh, read that language. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's where you have to really cut yourself slack when you're learning it. I mean, you're not yes. going to learn a language in a week. No, you know, gosh, no, no. You have to immerse yourself in it and really learn the the grammar and syntax and yes. all of that stuff yep. to be able to converse. And, yes, yeah. You know, express anything. Yeah. But I think also, you know, we are always expressing our chart. Yes. Because this is a diagram of how you're wired and who you are and and whether you realize it or not, you are expressing these energies. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. And and some will come out in certain contexts and others in other contexts because that's how this stuff works. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because of what those energies represent and what houses they're in, that's the area in which they're going to decide to make themselves known more. Yeah. And, that's right. And, or in from the Hellenistic model. Um, those are going to be situations which um, are, yeah, they're there. That is the fated portion. And, right. um, you know, what's interesting, of course, with the advent of the Hellenistic model, and I've been, um, you know, as I walked back into astrology a year ago, two years ago now, um, you know, the, the um, I missed the whole controversy right? Um, they've made peace, the modern astrologers and the Hellenistic astrologers have come to, um, you know, they've agreed to, to disagree in the sense of, yeah, okay, yeah, you can look at the chart that way, and you can look at the chart that way. And so there isn't any, <clears throat> there isn't that degree of animosity that apparently, when I was stepping out of astrology, that did erupt on the scene. Right. And, and some of the biggest animosity was, of course, the whole idea of fate, right? And, you know, as we talked about before, we managed in our society to put fate and guilt together, which, (laughs) you know, which is, you know, a very kind of Christian thing to do that whole guilt thing, which is, you know, and I think, you know, all of that's a process of learning and evolving, too, because I think, you know, when I got into astrology, you know, the Western view was very much, you know, it's all self-determination. As yes, yeah, and that's the flip and, side. And, I, and it's not. No, it know, isn't. <laughs> no, you I, cannot be anything you want to be. No, I'm no, sorry. And, 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 you know, yeah, this is describing, you know, kind of who you are, and that's going to determine what happens. Like yeah, what's fourth, possible. Fourth house, the fourth house, tenth house relationship. Fourth house is your roots. Well, as I've said before, the deeper the roots, the higher you can climb on the tree, right? And the tree is the top of the chart there. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go? You know. But again, you also have to have the ambition to go there or yeah. the desire or whatever. And those will show up in the chart in some form as well. So yeah. 
Yeah. These things are there and not all of them will get expressed. When you, it's like I've described the, uh, the chart, like the, the picture on the, the package of seeds, right? And yes, you can, yeah. You can take that seed out of the package where it lands, yes. whether it gets in good soil, gets the water and the sunshine it needs or not, yes. will determine how that grows. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, my chart, had I been born into a different environment, might have brought out totally different facets for me. Yes. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very much determining how we express or learn, what we learn and how we express these things. Yeah. It, which also sh sort of shows up in the chart. So it's kind of a, it's a loop, a feedback loop that Yes, yeah, 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 that it is. And with the with the Hellenistics, they, you know, sort of, I mean, their philosophy wasn't just entirely stoical, but um, the Hellenistic form uh, with people like Plato and that, they very much recognized that, you know, stuff happens, who you were born to, where you were born, um, you know, like you were saying, if the ground is not conducive, and so they wanted the chart to tell them, is the ground conducive? If it's not conducive in this area, is it conducive in this other area? So, yeah. you know, um, was the guy going to, you know, have the legacy of children or not, right? I mean, that was one of their big questions. And of course, most of it was geared to men because back 2000 years ago, they were, unfortunately, they might still be trying to think that way now. But... <laughs> Well, one example I always think of is like, you might have somebody born in London at the same time that Queen Elizabeth was born. Exactly. You're not have the same life. Right? Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Because that environment that she's born into is very unique. And yep. the, the charts still got different, you know, aspects and all yeah. the rest of it. That how that expresses is going to is largely determined in her case too by her environment because yeah she was all about duty and, and yes you know, exactly and exactly. that's very strong in her chart and and that came to the fore you know she yep. would never abdicate because she had a duty and yeah sort of <laughs> yeah so. poor Charles is still no no just teasing yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But his, but his, his, his career depends on his mom. His moon's in the tenth house. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Well, it all works out, right? Yeah. But again, they both, you know, they came from this family, which is highly unique. Um, nobody else is going to have that same experience, right? Yes. So yeah, and or, nor flower in the same way or whatever. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are things to keep in mind that you know it. It, it's nothing's happening in isolation. That is true. And, um, you know, another way that one can say that is we're not separate, right? You know, oh, it's, absolutely. yeah, no, we are, we are all one. We're all different yep. facets of the same diamond, really. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just some of them create very strange shapes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm not entirely sure what we're doing for a show next week, whether it's, no, it's not. We're in the middle of the month. Yeah, so we could move we'll to, on. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah, we will. Yeah, because there could be something, some little, well, actually, I just spent a couple of workshops uh, looking at um, 
primary and secondary motion and how that is reflected in the meaning of the houses. And I think I might do our next show on that because it's very interesting. Um, And uh, back in the day when I was first starting in astrology, I never really got that piece. And so it's been kind of an eye-opener for me. And yeah, so I think next show might be on primary and secondary motion. So the primary motion, obviously, is the rotation of the Earth, right? And the 24-hour day. That's the fastest motion we have. And the secondary motion is going in the opposite direction, and that is um, the direction that the planets are moving in. So one's going one way, and the other one's going the other way. Uh You know, Uh sort of like, you know, you do that, you know, rub the head and the belly at the same time, which Which, I've never... I think is is confusing to people when they first start. God, yeah, yeah. So that could be why it may have been mentioned when I was first getting into it, but my brain just went, oh, what the hell, (laughs) and tossed it out, (laughs) you know. But um, in terms of the meaning of the houses, it actually has quite a significance. Yeah, so I think I might just do a show on that, on the primary and secondary motion. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to chat about that. We will, we will. Ah. Yes. (laughs) On down the road. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And this is a broad and long road that we will never get to the end of. No, no, no. That we won't. Okay, but in the meantime, I should probably wrap things up. And so thank you, Jill. And we will see you you. next week. Always Um, fun. Yep. And to you, the listener, um... Just a reminder that you have been listening to Astrology Today on cjmp.ca. That is their website. You can get a list of their programs. And we have lots of live shows along with the canned ones uh, from across Canada and the U.S. And you are listening to it on 90.1 FM, CJMP's Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And we will see you next, see you next week. week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye.